Welcome back, guys, to the Full Criblet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. Let me know. I'm going to have all my social media links down below. Let me know what you guys think about today's episode. And, uh, yeah, just your guys' thoughts on it. And uh, let me know how it went. So, today's going to be a long episode. All right. We have a whole bunch of stuff talking about. You know, a lot of releases from teams, uh, you know, we're in the prime of releasing right now. A lot of teams are just releasing their players because they need space. A lot of teams are over that cap. And what this means is, is that means they don't get under the cap. They can't make a lot of moves in the, in the post, you know, in the, in the uh, free agency, you know, when free agency period hits. So... And, but they're not going to have a lot of time to release players because guys are going to be going like that. Guys are going to be going constantly. Guys are always going to be picked, you know, being picked up. So they need to be on top of their game to be getting these guys. But like I said, it's going to be a long episode. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into it. So. First thing here is the Patriots. The no, this is actually interesting because as I was getting ready to pick on what today, what to you know talk about today, the topics. When I was picking the topics, I you know this kind of came up in the middle of me doing it. And the Patriots are re-signing quarterback Cam Newton. No one year deal. Now, New England re-signing Cam Newton. All right, I'm not surprised. Look, this is what this is this is what I expected to happen. All right, I expected New England to re-sign Cam Newton. He's the best, in my opinion, and I guess New England thinks the same way, and I'm not surprised they do. You know, but I'm not surprised Bill Belichick thinks this way. But I already expected Cam Newton to be back on New England personally because he's the best guy. He would have been the best guy on the free agent market. Had you had New England just let him walk? Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. New England, he's the best guy in New England for New England to have. You know, he he's the best guy on the market. So for New England to let him walk wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. Plus, you need to resign a guy like him because you don't know what you're gonna see on the you don't know what you're gonna see on the free agent market. You know, you don't know what you're going to see. You don't know, and you also don't know who you're going to see in the draft. You don't know if you'll even get the chance to get a good quarterback. You just don't know. But anyway, let's go to what they're talking about. So Tom Pilicero confirmed Friday. Jim McBride of the Boston Globe first reported the news. Newton played 2020 New England on a one-year $1.75 million contract with heavy incentives. 31-year-old started 15 games, completing 65.8% of his passes for 2,657 yards with eight touchdowns and 10 picks. His passer rating of 82.9 placed him 22nd overall among qualifying quarterbacks per NFL research. Newton also added 592 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground. Excuse me, guys. Sorry about that. It's the morning time. I'm a little bit. No, it's more like this. 
Cam missed one game after testing positive for COVID earlier in the season. Quarterback said this offseason that missing that time put him behind and partially led to his struggles later in the 2020 season. Newton was last in passing yards per game on 177.1 and touchdown interception ratio among 26 quarterbacks with 10-plus starts in 2020. However, Newton accounted for 13 of the Patriots' 32 scrimmage touchdowns in 2020, 40.6%. The highest percentage by any player in the NFL. Next closest quarterback was Arizona's Kyler Murray, was 22.4%. Bill Belichick spoke on Cam Newton earlier this offseason, earlier this month, and the QB has suggested he'd like to remain in New England as the last month. On the I Am Athlete podcast, if he would welcome a return to the Patriots, the former NFL MVP was emphatic. Quote, yes, hell yes. I'm getting tired of changing teams. Uh, end quote. Now, now Newton won't change teams for at least one more season. I also think it would help a lot more to be able to build a lot more of a team around Cam Newton. I think that I'm not going to blame everything on Cam Newton. I will blame his personal struggles on himself. I think that he could have played a lot better personally. I think if he just really cleans up those touchdowns, really cleans up those picks, excuse me, and just throws more and, you know, has more throwing touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, we also didn't have, you know, and I'm not even saying this to be have an excuse. I also think that if New England can just get a little bit more of a complete team around Cam Newton in general, you know, more wide receivers, uh, just a more all-around team, you know, and then also I also noticed a lot of New England game this year, New England games this year that I'm not used to seeing is New England was down a lot. New England was finding themselves having to come back quite a bit and having those guys, you know, Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon, Dante Hightower, having all these guys back on defense is going to help a lot. You know, having that defense, you know, getting that defensive help more, getting Cam Newton just a better offensive team in general, I think is going to – it's going to be a different year, I think. I really do. Um, but, yeah, and, again, all because they re-signed Cam Newton doesn't mean that they're good at the quarterback. No, Cam Newton is a good, hey, I need a quarterback right now type of quarterback. Like he's, he's that type of quarterback where a team would be like, hey, I need a guy right now. I need someone right now. And who is a better, you know, who is one of the best just quick and sudden pickups that's actually a decent quarterback cam newton he's a decent he's a decent quarterback for when it comes to the situation of oh i need a quarterback right now he's a long he's a short-term quarterback up to this point for the rest of his career i feel like and so new england is definitely going to be looking to the draft he's not definitely not long term um and we everyone knows that He's a, that's why I said he's a decent pickup. He's a decent quarterback for a for a quick pickup whenever you need him. 
like right now, when New England needs him, he's a decent quarterback. Let me know who you guys think you'll New England might pick in the draft, though, and how long and how much longer you think Cam Newton will be on New England. But moving on now is the Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas has restructured his contract, freeing up more cap space. So New Orleans has really been making moves recently, and you guys will see a lot of that in today's episode. Hint, hint. So the Saints are one the Saints winding road getting under the seller cap has yet to continue with another contract restructure, and I have a feeling we'll see a lot of that. This time it involves wide receiver Michael Thomas. Ian Report has reported that the Saints restructured Thomas's contract, creating $8.7 million in salary cap space per sources informed of the situation. Contract restructures aren't usually notable. They aren't, yeah, they're not usually like, they're not usually the big, in a normal season, I, I will agree with the statement. They aren't usually the biggest thing to keep an eye on. But because of this season, specifically with the cap space, and with the cap room, every restructure seems to be a key move for a lot of these teams. You know, it, it just became a big highlight of this offseason. And one of the many reasons why I personally believe this is going to be a fun offseason to watch. And, um, yeah, it, it just it became a big highlight of this offseason is all the restructures, all the releases of team, of guys and a lot of these guys and a lot of these teams, they wanted to keep a lot of these guys, but they don't have the room and they don't have the space and they got to release some people. So the move is the latest as the Saints who at one point set on 60 million over the, over the seller cap would, and they've now found their way under the 182.5 million threshold before the start of the league year on March 17th. Thomas signed a five-year, ninety-six-plus million-dollar contract extension in twenty nineteen. Restructured it one once last year to free up cap space. The Saints returned to that well once again in twenty twenty-one to earn more room, to earn more room to get under the cap. Trade rumors swirled last season regarding the star receiver who played in just seven games, catching forty passes for four hundred thirty-eight yards and no touchdowns, all career lows. The contract restructure, which reduces his base salary to spread the money over the next several seasons, upping his cap hit in the future, ensures the 28-year-old White will remain with the club. Yeah, so I actually remember that happening last season, offseason, and it really sounded as if the Saints were going to release him. Uh, obviously, that never happened, but um, yeah, it was a big thing, and I remember that. It was probably like one of the biggest questions the Saints had to answer going in last offseason. It was a it was a crazy it was a crazy time. Uh next up here is linebacker Bill's linebacker Matt Milano has agreed to re-sign with Buffalo on a four year pact worth $44 million. Eesh. That is a interesting deal. Matt Milano, though, rather chase the Super Bowl than testing the free agent market. Linebacker has agreed to terms with the Bills on a four-year extension. The team announced Thursday the contract is worth $44 million and includes 20, $24 million in guaranteed money. Milano is choosing to stay in Buffalo, where he spent his entire four-year professional career. 
instead of potentially making them more money on the open market and finding a new team. At an average annual value of 11 million, Milano is giving up what would have likely been around 2 million more per year with another team that had more cap space. He's taking a slight discount to stick with the Bills, who weren't entirely up against the salary cap, but likely couldn't afford to shell out 13 million per year to keep the linebacker. As a former fifth round pick, Matt Milano's new deal was still be a massive boost to his annual earnings. Milano has just made or Milano has made just 4.28 million in his career to date, with a half of that total coming in 2020. So about two or three mil. Milano has been a difference maker with the Bills since his rookie season, but struggled with injuries in 2020, appearing in just 10 games that would have hurt his stock on the open market, though as he ranked number 14 on Greg Rosenthal's top 101 free agents for 2021 prior to agreeing to his new deal. With the Bills coming one game shy of a Super Bowl appearance in 2020, Milano is sticking with what he knows. He'll hope to help the Bills over the hump in 2021, potentially making the Super Bowl in 2021. Moving on here. We have the Texans Texans and veteran running back Mark Ingram have agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $3 million after Mark Ingram was released by Baltimore. So that actually wasn't that long ago. So Mark Ingram has already found a new home. Running, the, running back, the veteran running back is signing a one-year deal with the Houston Texans worth up to $3 million. Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofalo have both reported. The former Saints star spent the last two years in Baltimore, where he arrived as the lead back up in a dominant Ravens rushing attack in 2019, but faded into the background in 2020 as rookie J.K. Dobbins and youngster Gus Edwards received the carries instead of Ingram. After rushing 202 times for 1,018 for yards and, 20, and 10 touchdowns in 2019, Mark Ingram saw just 72 attempts for 299 yards and four touchdowns in 2020 alone. Um, Mark Ingram, one of them key contributor to veteran afterthought, could be placed in the 2019 postseason when a calf injury significantly limited Ingram. And he's actually, and I've actually kind of noticed too that he's been, you know, he he's been, uh, he's been affected since then. I was trying to come up with the words. Uh, he has definitely been affected since then. I would definitely say. I uh, he he has been he has not been the same since I feel like that has definitely taken a toll on him, and that is just to prove that Mark Ingram isn't the biggest. I wouldn't say he's a I don't know. To say that he's a high risk pickup would be all dependent on. I guess it would it would it would be dependent on. How much they play him, right? Because if he becomes a starter, then that is a high risk because of his knee. You know, he's had knee problems in the past. Now he's got a calf problem. A big, two big things that you need as a running back that you need healthy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But 
you know, the thing about Mark Ingram, though, is whenever he has the ball, he's like a wrecking ball who simply ran out of gas rather drastically once he reached 30 years old or a veteran who suffered an untimely injury and lost his job for younger options. We'll find out which is the case and whether there's really much of a difference between the two. In Houston, where Ingram will join David Johnson in a tandem that would have made headlines across the league half of a decade ago. So, there is that. Next thing here is the Chiefs are releasing starting uh, starting tackles Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. So the Chiefs played Super Bowl 55 without both of their starting offensive tackles. Now they're officially moving on from both of them. Releasing, releasing a left tackle Eric Fisher and, and right tackle Mitchell Schwartz, who both did not play in Super Bowl 55, again because of injuries, which proved to actually hurt them so much in that game. How It, it really shows how big, you know, and if you're a football fan, you got excited to see just how you, you really get excited thinking about how much each and every position really makes a big difference. You saw in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl 55, having these two guys absent, you see how much that affected the Chiefs. And, and you know, normally you think, oh, what kind of, you know, what how much of an impact do these two guys really make? You know, they're just on the line. They're just, they're just on the line. They're like nobodies. And then they're gone, and it's like, holy crap, like, you can notice that they're gone. Like, they make a huge difference. And as a football fan, that gets you excited to see that every position is so exciting. Um, this is what Andy Reid had to say in a statement by saying, quote, I'd like to thank Eric and Mitch for all their contributions over the years. Every day, both of these men came to work with the right attitude, ready to grind, both on the field and in the classroom. These guys are both dirty, tough, but beyond that, they're good people, and I enjoyed coaching them. I wish them the best as they continue their careers, end quote. So nothing but praise from Andy Reid, and, and rightfully so. He's, you know, th- there's a reason why they've been on the team for so long, and it, it's because it's because they're both veterans. It's, they both really know what they're doing. You know, and any team that gets these two guys is going to be – it's gonna help each. It's gonna help either team. You know, any team that gets these guys, it's gonna help them, and they're gonna notice that they're there. Um, Fisher and Schwartz will be will now be joined in free agency by starting center Austin Ryder, as NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported. The team doesn't plan to resign him. Reader is expected to land elsewhere. He added. And there's that. And then the next thing here is, you guessed it, another Saints uh, move. So the Saints are also releasing veteran cornerback Janoris Jenkins in the latest salary cap purge. I don't know if they're going to talk about anyone else or just Janoris Jenkins. But the Saints are continuing their restructures and releases as now it involves corner Janoris Jenkins. They have the team announced Thursday that they have informed Janoris that they're releasing him. The team later announced the termination of Jenkins' contract later. The corner was due cornerback. Uh, excuse me, Janoris Jenkins was later due eleven point two million this year with a cap hit of fourteen point two million, scheduled to be the fourth highest paid on the club. 
The move saves the Saints seven million on the salary cap with seven point two million in dead money per over the cap. Janoris Jenkins was owed a one point two million dollar fully guaranteed roster bonus before releasing him. The Saints turned it into a signing bonus and spread it out over two years, saving them on additional six hundred thousand dollars against the cap, which is a lot. The starting corner is the latest release in a nearly in a near daily transactional process as the Saints move to get under the one point. 182.5 million salary cap. Uh, 182.5 million dollar salary cap. Cutting Jenkins is the most significant blow to the Saints' core yet. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. I am actually very interested to see how this affects them. Um, it's gonna be, it's going to affect them a lot. I think this is definitely going to. And the the cool thing about this offseason is, I feel like no team is really gonna have an advantage. I feel like every team. It's kind of starting out from the same position, and they're all fighting from the same spot, and they all have to go get these guys. And it's just it's it's going to make it a much more even offseason, and I just can't wait to see every team get a good player. I feel like just at least each team is going to get at least one good player out of this free agency, and I'm just so excited to see it. And I'm so happy to be able to cover it this year because it's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. And then the next thing in here is the Giants are cutting costs for the salary cap with releasing of offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler. Another big name for the Giants. So one day after the Giants general manager Dave Gentleman suggested his club would move forward with, with youth along the offensive line, Big Blue released a veteran of the group. The Giants announced Wednesday that they released guard Kevin Zeitler, who turned 31 years old Monday. Part of the 2019 Odell Beckham trade with Cleveland, Zeitler spent the past two seasons in New York, starting 31 games in total. The move saves the Giants $12 million in cap space with $2.5 million in dead money per over the cap. While he had a down season by his standards, along 28 pressures and two sacks per, uh, per pro football focus, a.k.a. PFF, Zeitler should easily find a new home, a reunion in Cincinnati, where he spent his where he spent his first five years could be an could be one option. The Bengals desperately need to upgrade the all line and have money and have money to spend. Yeah, they actually might end up going to that. Who knows? Gentlemen declined to say at the time if skewing young meant if skewing young meant the team would cut Zeitler or offensive tackle Nate Solder. A day later, Zeitler is out the door. Solder could be next on the move, possibly. And another potential Patriots return as well. Maybe. Doubt it, though. I, 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 I really... It's it's a lot to say, potentially, to happen. It really is. It, it's it's hard to be like, oh, this is going to happen. Like, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to say for sure if that's what's going to happen. I don't really know. Next thing here is the Bills are... The Bills are releasing wide receiver John Brown and defensive lineman... Quentin Jefferson. So Buffalo released the veteran receiver and defensive lineman Quentin Jefferson. The team announced Wednesday. John Brown had twenty and and appear. Uh, I cannot speak. Excuse. John Brown appeared in just twenty four games from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty catching 105 passes for 1,518 yards and nine touchdowns. Most of that production came in 2019 as Brown spent half of 2020 unavailable due to injury. 
So it wasn't that it wasn't that much of a low risk re, uh, release anyway, mainly because of injury, like they keep talking about. Ended up having a productive receiving core headlined by Stefan Diggs and supported by the likes of Brown and Cole Beasley. But the emergence of Gabriel Davis and Buffalo's need to create additional cap space prompted the Bills to release Brown, saving them nearly $8 million, which it may not seem like that much, but when you're trying to just create space and try to just have more money than you can, you know, release as many guys that you don't need as possible and, and, and save money, it's going to help. It's going to go a long way. In a typical year, John Brown might stick around, but the reduced cap space is forcing teams to make difficult decisions. This one falls in that category. Yeah, so like, oh, it's kind of just falling into what I was saying earlier. Like, this isn't like a normal offseason, right? A lot of teams, a lot of guys that have already been released, they don't want to. Be, they don't want to release these guys on a normal, on a typical season, on a normal season. A lot of these guys are staying on these teams, right? A lot of these players aren't being released, and that's why this offseason is going to be so crazy and it's it's shaking up so much because a lot of veterans that teams don't want to release have to because they don't have space and they're you know and they need a reason to release a guy so they go to production and if they're and if they're kind of lacking anyway it doesn't really hurt them so but yeah they don't want to be doing this but they have to and i think that's why a lot of players aren't taking it taking it personal because they know what the circumstances are. They know that these teams don't want to do this, but they have to. Moving on here, uh, next is the Panthers restructure contracts of Christian McCaffrey, Shaq Thompson. So, uh, let's see here. On Wednesday, Carolina coach... Carolina Panthers coach Matt Rule said both Christian McCaffrey and Jack Thompson restructured their contracts to give the club more space under the cap. Unlike some clubs, the Panthers aren't over the cap, but it's snugger than most teams after franchise tagging offensive tackle Taylor Moton. NFL Network's Mike Garofalo reported, and we'll speak about that later on. NFL Network's Mike Garofalo reported that McCaffrey converted seven million forty-seven thousand. $500 of his $8,037,500 base salary into a signing bonus, which gave the Panthers a cap savings in 2021 of $5.638 million. Um, nothing else there. Moving on. And the final thing in today's episode is the Saints releasing wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, linebacker Kwan Alexander, clearing more cap space. So they were a big focal point of this episode, and they have released a lot of guys and also saved a lot of money. So with the salary cap now set, the Saints have begun their aggression, aggressive roster trimming, sending two notable names out of town once again. Releasing wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, Ian Rappaport reported, and linebacker Quan Alexander. The release will save the cap space needy Saints more than $19 million, and Alexander's release doesn't include any dead money. Sanders' departure will account for $4 million in dead cap. Saints uh, Sanders has become somewhat of a roving mercenary in the last two years, being traded from Denver, where he spent six seasons, to San Francisco in time to make a Super Bowl run in 2018. 
then signing with New Orleans to follow a similar pursuit of the Lombardi Trophy 2020. Been solid contributor in both instances, and though he's 33, old, 33 years old, can still bring value to a team looking for a veteran at the position. Still can make a big, big impact on a team. But anyway, guys, that is actually going to do it for the Four Quiblet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I really, really do. Again, I'm going to have all my social media links down below. Let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. Let me know what you guys thought about all the releases and where you guys think these guys are going to go and how much of an impact this offseason is really going to be. And also, last question, where do you guys think a lot of these veterans in the free in the free agent pool are going to go? I would love to hear guys' thoughts and comments in my social media. But anyway, I'll see you guys next time.